Visit Arcade Club in Bury, Greater Manchester, the largest gaming venue in Europe. Set on two floors featuring over 250 original arcade machines, from Space Invaders right up to the latest Japanese rhythm games. There's also pinball machines, retro modern consoles, top-end PCs and VR stations. For just £10 entry or £15 for both floors, you can stay as long as you like and everything is set to free play. It's open Thursdays to Sundays with free parking, two licensed bars, two kitchens and fair price and there's no need to book, just turn up for an awesome day out. Hello, I'm Victor Marland and you're listening to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. We are recording on the 16th of October 2018. This is podcast 118. May I introduce my podcast partner, Mr. Sean Holly. A man Hello. so obsessed with custard creams, if you cut him, he'd bleed crumbs. How are you, Sean? I'm all right, Vic. How are you, mate? You okay? You okay? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely worn out. I've been doing, I've been doing work stuff. Oh, you know that work. work thing we have to do? Yeah. I'm doing quite a complicated job at the moment. Plus, drifted in and out of the new factory we're moving to as well. So I've been in and out there doing some other stuff there. I'm just, ugh, my brain aches. Ugh. Interesting fact, just before we start, uh, mm-hmm. a snart is a sneeze crossed with a fart. Is <laughs> <laughs> it? Yeah, thank you for that fact, 30 Rock. What we have been up to? That is one of the questions, Sean. Um, well, remember the last time we did, when we did Super Bagman, time before last? Normal Bagman it was. Normal Bagman, sorry. We didn't mm. know what was happening with Super Bagman, what the differences were. But I've had a quick go on Super Bagman, and here's what I noticed. You can now jump across some gaps by pressing the action button. Uh, you can pick up and drop to explode bombs, which stun the guards but doesn't kill them. Yeah. And you can get your incarcerated mate out of jail. Um, escalators, they're like only one-way slides. You need to sort of go up them, I think. Mm. Uh, importantly with this game, you move a lot faster which makes it oh, a lot better. Be uh, good. You can get a gun to pop a cap in the guard's asses. Pew, pew. Nice. But it only stuns them again. It doesn't actually knock them out or send them away. It just stuns them. Oh. But they can ready as well shoot you as well. Because when you start can, shooting, I thought, oh, I'll kill a few off to get some points. And then they start shooting back. Damn. Can you duck, duck down or anything? Or? No, I don't think so. Oh. I know, quick go. It seems a lot better, though. More on Bagman in the, in the feedback later on, actually. Um, right. We also miss Chris Plus Plus Bagman score fifty five thousand seven hundred ninety. Was it an email? Because I never saw it. It may have been, and it may have been my fault. But I'm going to blame you anyway. I'm I'm the scoremeister, but I didn't see. No, your, Chris, I don't see. Chris sent me an email. With, he sent me an email with his feedback. I read the feedback out, but forgot to include the flipping score with the scores. I'm silly. Sorry about that. Oh, well, we put it in. I've put it in the 10 pence high score league table. Well done, so sir. He, so he can see that. he's. That was a good score, actually. Yeah, very good. Very good score. You must have done the first level on that. Mm. Well, I have been on some nice country walks with wife because... Because? Now I'm working at Arcade Club. I, it's My time clock is all still messed up, so I'm working weekends and I get the beginning of the week off. Yeah. So it's very nice when you go like a nice country walk in Yorkshire in the beginning of the week because there's nobody there. Oh, lovely. Nice and quiet. Yeah. So we went to Grassington. That's a lovely little village. Bolton Abbey, which is a nice kind of area. Okay. It's, 
It's not there is an abbey, but it's a, it's an actual area. It's really nice. Cool, nice one. And wife is currently in Barcelona with a mum. Oh, so she, she's left me and my son Luke instructions on Uh-oh. what to do. The washing machine I've sorted. She says in in the centre of the kitchen there's like a cupboard with a hole in it, yeah. and it warms it, it warms up. Yeah. So you can put you can put stuff in it like cold stuff, food mostly. I was going to say shirts and socks. I tried socks; it didn't work. And uh. you can warm it up, and it's an oven. And it, uh, I just o- had a pie. oven. I just had a pie. I've nearly burnt Luke's pizza, but my, my pie was all right. Do you know before you came on here a few minutes late? I actually sent a message saying, "Shovel that pie in your face, face faster, and get on it." And you actually it, were eating a pie at the time. I was eating a Frey Bentos steak and mushroom or steak and something pie. It's not surprising you being northern. <laughs> that is the, that is that is the main main dietary factors of a northerner. But guess pie, what? I guess what I'm for afters, Vic. Apple pie, lager. <laughs> That's another staple <laughs> of a northerner. I've also been getting you know my little sub electro Isis cabaret cabinets. Yes. I've been getting one of those together for pie main because I need a main machine. I need a main machine to do all this stuff because I'm fed up with playing in front of a little computer screen with a joystick. I need an actual main machine. And there's going to be quite a few variants to this. I can I can work out what I'm going to do with it. I'm thinking, because at the moment I've only got a vertical one and I don't really want to use up two machines with one vertical, one horizontal. So what yeah. I'm thinking about doing is putting, and this might be a shock to you, a 19-inch LCD screen in it, a 4.3. <gasps> Now listen, there is reasons yeah. behind this, because when you play a game vertical on a 4.3 screen horizontally, it's about the same size as a 14-inch monitor. It's roughly A4 size, 210 by 290, about. And if you play a horizontal game, it would obviously be full-size screen, but if you make MAME make the screen to that same size, it would look like a 14-inch monitor has been turned around inside the machine. Do you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, yeah. So it, I'll, I'll make, and what I'll do is I'll put a, a smoked plexi over it so you can't see that it's a, it's an LCD screen, and perhaps use the main screen effect. You know, the bit when it makes it look like a tube, like a bendy tube, and you put the yeah. scan lines on, or even get a scan line generator, because also um, Rich Chunks in is doing a tutorial on how to make a Windows Seven read-only main setup. And the thing with it being read-only on Windows is you can't corrupt the hard drive when you pull the plug out the wall. So instead of having to close it down like you would a Windows system normally, right. you, can just put, you can just turn it off at the wall like you could an arcade machine. That's the idea of it. And I think he's going to do Groovy Mame on there with all the Groovy Mame setup and you know, all the special drivers for the video card and stuff. And it'll be, the, for me, that'd be the best... Main because I know how to use main on Windows really well. I know how to use Windows easily enough. Mm. And if you hide it properly and hide all the Windows screens and everything, it will really, and, and use a, an SSD drive, it will load a lot faster. And I think with a, a thinned down version of Windows 7, I think it's called Windows 7 Thin PC, it'll right. load a lot faster. It's not loading all the junk on there you don't need. Mm. So hopefully, I'm going to do that. And then I've got to work out what joystick I want. I'm not going to use. The Ultra Stick 360, it's too much like an analog stick, but it's too floppy. It's too much travel on it. So yeah, you probably, said that in a message. Yeah. I'm going to use it for my food fight machine. I'm going to make as an analog stick. It's lovely for that. It works quite. It actually plays quite nice on some shooters, but other games it doesn't do too well on. I'm not too keen on it. I think you need a restrictor 
mm. you know, with, that, with that lesser movement on it. So uh, in my I'm... new my new role, uh, I, I sort Cheese of wander around. Hammer I roll. wander around arcade club talking to people, which is not quite nice. And there yeah. was a little lad on a stool playing food fight with his oh, dad. Right. Cool. Yeah, and they couldn't work out how to do it. And I said, oh, you can either get the ice cream or you can throw the, the food at the chefs. And he's really enjoying it, this little lad. Cool. Yeah. I love seeing that. It's brilliant. It's a little, little sort of, little, just leaning over the machine just about can see it. It's excellent seeing that. Mm. So that's the thing with the ice machine. I need to get one ready with MAME in it. And I'll probably use, you know, the powered um, servo stick, the one that changes from four to eight way. Yeah. Because you can get Windows to, or Windows Main to actually select those games for you, you know, the, the right selection when you play it. When you hit the button, it will automatically turn the the, the actuator so it's four or eight way. Mm, and that's, that's probably yeah, what I'll nice. use. Because if you if you can make the screen smaller and then just hide it with a, you know, a, a dark plexi, when you play a horizontal game, it looks like you've got a 14-inch screen there, which is the right size screen for that machine. And if you play a vertical game, it'll play vertically and it'll look the right size as well. So it's going to be quite clever how I do it. I've got to hide it so no one can see it either. So it looks like a an actual monitor in there. Tom my best anyway. Brilliant. Yes. Well, I have also been to see Richie Horton, a techno legend. You may have heard of him. I have not. Oh, well, he was... There was the... In Chicago, you had the house music in Detroit. You had the techno guys. <laughs> the techno guys that are inspired by Kraftwerk and Depeche Mode and that instead of like old disco tracks. And Richie Horton was a second wave of techno guys that pushed it a bit further. He was in London. Mm-hmm. I went down I went down to see my mum, who's still not well. Love you, mum. And from Wellingborough, Wellingborough, Northamptonshire to London, 70 miles, it took three and a half hours in the car. Why? M1 was closed. The, the, the diversion routes were closed or gridlocked. We were going to get the train. We should have done. But yeah. never mind. We got there. Did you get there on we time? Got, got there at 7 o'clock. Richie Horton started at 20 past 9. So we still had two hours. Got on the oh, tube. Right, cool. The wrong tube. Going all around London. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, 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 stop. How did you get on the wrong tube? Because that thing, Vic, is not a map. It's just a badly drawn spider. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can anyone get lost on a tube system? Two people come up to me and said, are you from London? We're lost on the tube. That's two people in like 20 minutes. No, so no, not- two halfwits came up to you and went, London. Anyway, we got we had to go through a few gates. That hit the, the very nice uh, tube people letting us through the gates that we didn't have the right ticket for. You had a and ticket? We- Why didn't you just use contactless? You have, to, you have to buy a ticket out of this wall thing. No, right? you don't. If you've got a contactless card, just slap that on there. Bosh. Sultida! Oh, I, I thought that was just for that Oyster card thing. No, no. Bank cards do it now. For the past yeah. two or three years, Sean. <laughs> anyway, we've, we've got do to Do you the know gig. how to use a bus? Do you know how to use a train, Sean? At a really good gig. Excellent. And then on, on the way home, we'd had a few beers and we looked at the tube and we thought, there's nowhere we can work that out. So we got a taxi God. right six miles across London, took half an hour. Guess how much? Was it an Uber or was it a taxi? It was a silver thing. A proper cab? I think maybe. Oh, about £900. £38.40 between yes. three of us. If you'd taken an Uber, it would have been about nine quid. It took half an hour, though, and it was like midnight, but it was still packed. London's busy, Vic. Uh, yeah, I know, but when you know how to get around like I do, man, that town, not I mean. Bit of a geezer, bit here, bit there. 
And anyway, we got the M1 was blocked again on the Saturday morning on the way back. Not 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 closed this time, just very slow. So we ended up going a few country lanes. Um, but it was worth it because Richie Horton is a legend, and we he may not come to the UK again for years. Where is he from? Canada. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Have you fixed that stupid cab of yours yet? I got the monitor back. Yes. From my employers. <laughs> yes. And it kind of works. Kind of. Yeah. The, explain. The geometry is funny on it. You know where the best way to explain it is if you're playing Moon Patrol. The, Which you generally the, are. The, the rocks and the, the craters, they stretch on the outside of the screen, shrink on the middle, and then stretch as they're going off the left side of the screen. Okay. It's, like a, it's like a wobbly kind of thing. So it's, I don't <laughs> think it's much, much to fix it. Um, but the colour keeps going bonkers as well. I switch it on sometimes, right. and the colours are completely off, like it's demagnetised up to hell. And I've switched it on an hour ago, and the colour's perfect. Oh. It's uh, very weird. What you need to do is put probably a main setup on there, and get a game to. with a, get a game with a um, grid, you know the rug pattern. Yeah. So get it on there like that. Uh, Bomb Jack uses one. That's a good one to do. And mm-hmm. get it on there, and then just adjust your monitor to all the squares at the same shape, because you'll probably get some stretched ones on the outside and squashed in the middle. The the little control board that there's a breakout board, and that yes. doesn't have that option. So I don't know if there's any more controls on the chassis. Somewhere. You'd have to look carefully with the light in there when the machine's off to see if there is one in there, and then get like a plastic mm. screwdriver. Just do it, but have someone around the front telling you what's going on, or use a mirror. Yeah, just be but very the, careful the, in there. That's what you've got to go inside. The good thing is it's running Groovy Arcade, you know, three thousand games, and there's no screen tear. It's a massive screen. It's just fantastic. Yeah, it's, it, that's, CRTs are even when you use an emulation. I think when the emulation is pushing out a certain frequency and a certain size resolution onto a proper monitor that accepts that, it's going to be perfect. But when mm. it's when it's trying to you know half the size of things and double stuff up on a, on a a modern monitor, it's never going to quite work that way because it's got to do all these calculations and you know that sort of stuff and do it, and it's always going to have a bit of lag in it. But when you play it on a proper monitor, I've got um, a Pi set up with advanced main and a track mm-hmm. mode on that little ISIS, and it looks absolutely lovely. It looks exactly like it should look. And I've been adding a load of games onto mine because I only had about thirty odd games on there. Because what I did is mm. I did an alt. I think it might have been sixty actually. I did an alternative sixty and one with games that should have been on the second generation of the 60 and ones Yeah. And I put a load of games in there, which I thought were quite good. And I've been adding to them, just vertical ones at the moment. And I've been playing some really nice games there. I even put Gwanga on there, and it looks lovely. Oh, even nice. a little 14-inch screen looks quite nice. But yeah, it plays just... really nicely. And Pac-Mania, which is the one I use for checking the tearing in, it's hardly got any. It's really nice. It is a pleasure to be sat down on a nice seat with a single-player control panel in front of the screen, large screen, crystal clear. The monitor's crystal clear. It just needs that last bit of messing around. I don't know what the geometry thing is. I'll I'll ask at the uh, club where I'm in tomorrow. There's usually... They they call it tombstone or trapezoid. Mm. So when you move it, it moves the edges. But it actually bends in the middle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's trapezoid. If you look at the Moon Patrol, there's a there's a blue box that's got all the high scores and where you are yes. in the level. That bends in the middle like a like a bendy bar. Yeah, I think that's ben, trapezoid. Very, 
Do you know, um, you know what a trapezoid shape looks like? It's like a square with bows in it. Yes. Not bow ties, bows. I know what you mean. I think it's that. And if you find a potentiometer on the chassis, it's got trapezoid on it, that's probably the one you need. It must have something right. to, to sort that out. It must have. Yeah. It's just the, the colours went bonkers. And Is the degaussing working properly? Because it wasn't working that well that time, was it? It was One edge was like a different colour. Yeah, but I think it is. And then the the other edge went a different colour. And then Moon Patrol, with all the colours went bonkers. So I switched it off, switched it on, it was the same. Switched it on a day ago and I just switched it on an hour ago and it's all right. Have you so got... I'm not sure. You didn't have one of those comedy Acme massive magnets on your hand at the time, did you? You know, the big red ones that Wiley Coyote used. I, did, I have a few of them, yeah. Ah, it might be your trouble. Oh. Oh. Could be. Anyway, it's lovely, it's lovely. Good stuff. Let's get on some news about stuff. Arcade news. Here we have the mighty, you love these, the mighty Sikio have released <sighs> another shooting collection. Yay. You can get it on PlayAsia.com and it looks like, I've forgotten already. Is it a physical oh, release for Switch? It's. It looks like a box. Physical release. Yeah. I'd say that's, yeah. And Good for the collectors. Gunbirdo 2. Gunbirdo. Tengai, which is... Tengai's. Dragon Blaze, which is really good. Is Tengai's like two lots of five guys burgers? Could be. Hmm. And what? I strikers what? Don't see any burgers in the picture. Uh, anyway, strikers 1945-2. Is that a rubbish one as well? It's not as good as three. It's Obviously, it's very hard to get as good as three. <sighs> Very poor. <laughs> I am the Starman sent this one in to me. Uh, these awesome little mini arcade cabinets are now available from my arcade. Uh, Mappy, Galaxian, Gallagher, Pac-Man and Dig Dug. Uh, and they're available from the, in the UK now from Game and HMB. These are the about five inch tall things. Mm. They're, they're official. I, they're not... And I don't like them as much, really. Can yeah. I do a harumph? Go on, then. Harumph. Harumph. Haven't we had enough of these things already? Yeah, no thank you from me as well. But Sean Courtney, our friend mm. from the Pie Factor podcast, who we're going to be seeing in December, is picking me up a Dig Dug Tiny Arcade. Remember the tiny arcades that I got? I only got one, actually. Uh, I'm just getting it now. That one? Yeah, well, that is tiny. Yeah, it's about four inches, well, three inches tall, three and a half inches tall. Yeah. It actually plays Pac-Man, this one, but I, could, I modded it to play the four games it released at the time. And there's three new ones out now. There's Frogger, Dig Dug, and Gallagher. Guess which one Sean's going to get me? Gallagher. No. Frogger. No. What was your other choice? Dig Dug. Yeah. Yay. Dig Dug. And, but the Frogger one looks really nice as well. And I think mm. they're playing not just NES versions this time. Might be playing Mega Drive versions. I can't remember. But they're pretty cool. I like them. And hopefully, I'm only going to buy one because Dig Dug's one of my favourite games. Hopefully inside, I can do the same kind of mod and play all three games on it. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be great. Here's a really cool one. I only found out this the other day. You know Arcade Jason, the guy's really good with vector stuff? Is he like Arcade Dave? But Oh, yeah, but he's Jason. Close cousin. <laughs> yeah. He's developed a hack to run Asteroids, the Arcade Asteroids, in colour. And he's Sorry. also changed the, sh the shape of the graphics, the rocks, and the uh, the spaceships, actually. Um, one of our new listeners, Samuli, remember him from Finland? Yeah. yeah. He did the programming on this. And he's also speeded up Bagman for us to double speed. 
and it plays a darn sight better. It's only your character that goes faster, though, not the other characters. Right. Oh, yeah, so, I saw the explanation, but I didn't install it. Uh, did you install it to get it I've run going? it, yeah. It works lovely. Oh, right. you, all you do yeah. is you just replace your bagman.zip ROM, and it just works. No, it doesn't. We'll look into getting that working for you. It actually wow. works, and it plays a lot nicer. It's a lot more fun with you. You know how how Ms. Pac-Man and Pac-Man are better with the speed-up hack for us? Mm. It's yeah. like that. It's the same effect as that. It makes the game a lot easier, but a lot more fun as well. Right. Oh, I didn't know it was as easy as that. I thought there was some kind of check something in, in the ROMs that would, if you changed it, it wouldn't work. Maybe or... it's just my version of MAME that's doing it, but it seems to work okay. I've played it. It's great. No, you didn't. You idiot. Too many hallucinogenic biscuits, I reckon. Nice. I think if you run it from the the command line as well, it works without checking it. I'm not sure. So um, mm. if uh, Samuel is okay with it, I'll pop the ROM up for people to download. Nice, brilliant. Cool. I'll tell you what else you can do. What's that? Oh, Sammy. Yeah? Can he do another level on Moon Patrol that is kind of random? You'll just do it quickly, shall he? Yeah, no problem. With with the um, the speeding up of the Bagman character, he said it was quite easy. He just found some instruction in the Z80 code and just changed that. I think it was that simple. But doing other level in Moon Patrol with random bits might be a bit more difficult, I would so you imagine. Got, you got the first course, then the championship course, and then the championship course loops. But if there was a random course afterwards that was random every time you did it, or or just different... Yeah. It's like that, Scramble, isn't good. it? If Scramble had random caves when you're going through Scramble, mm. that would make it a lot more fun as well. A lot more difficult. Endlessly playable, yeah. But you've got to make it so it's random, but also actually possible to, to finish. You can't make yeah. any areas where you couldn't get your spaceship through or whatever. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. Random Scramble would be amazing. I love Scramble. Random Scramble. Random Scramble. Tony Temple, RK Blogger, has got a new cab. What cab was he has? I know, actually. I had a lot, but you should go over to Arcade Blogger and have a look. It's very good. Uh, also, Lesley, our Lesley, uh, Lesley sent us the link for the asteroids uh, in colour, so I'll pop that on the website for everyone to look at. It's brilliant. Nice. Have you been buying anything lately? Arcade pickups. I don't think I have. Have, have I you stolen anything, anything lately? I've stolen a a wispy. <laughs> That's good. I don't know. I was going to say something stupid, but I've stolen. Sean, a Sean, you already have. Glare. You... A beautiful moment. I've stolen a beautiful moment in life. That's what I've done, Vic. Shall I tell you what I've got instead? Yeah, go on. I've got a black and white television. From Bobby Eddard. Yes, sir. If you want real entertainment, the best place to find it is in front of a Black Daylight Biggers Life television set. Oof! It's a little tiny one, a little 12-inch jobby. Uh, it's going to go on and nick the screen and hopefully put it in Colette the Consolette, my little tiny arcade machine. You've named it. It is Colette. Ooh la la. It's How come it's a lady? Uh, sounds like Consolette, doesn't it? I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, I've gone black and white TV mad lately. I bought another black and white TV off eBay. It is a Decker Gypsy 12-inch black and white TV. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I need to put some pictures up for you. It's awesome. It's 
a brown and cream plastic TV from 1974. <laughs> oh, God. And I bought what it. What do you want that for? Well, I'm going to use it on vintage consoles or just use it as a decoration in the games room or my future games room when I've actually got it exactly how I want. It looks awesome. It's really nice condition. It looks 70s. I love it. I love that aesthetic. It's brilliant. You can convert them to monitors, can't you, the old TVs? Yeah, you can. Black and white one's a little bit different from a colour one, Uh, but it is possible because that's what you use for Pongs and stuff. That's all Pong were was a black and white TV. I think you need like is it loads of wire to wrap wrap round summer and some no tape no and some glue no none of those things yeah. oh, you do need right. some wire actually what else have I been getting lately oh I, I did a swap with the awesome cosmic vector Madam vectors that lad he wanted an asteroids PCB and was offering up a space jewel so I only usually play asteroids deluxe in my little asteroids cabaret. So I wanted a space jewel. Because remember I had a space jewel a while back that got damaged in the post from America and I was going to adapt it to play in black and white on the Asteroids Cabaret. Well, now yeah. I've got a working one. It's a really okay. nice version as well. Uh, and I have to, I've half, I think I made the adapter for it, but I never got it working because the board was faulty. So now I've got a working board. It shouldn't be too difficult getting it in there. I can play space jewel single player, obviously on its own, in black and white. Brilliant. Such a cool game space. You'll really like it. But instead of having Asteroids, I've got Asteroids Deluxe in there. What I might do is buy an Asteroids multi-game for Asteroids Deluxe. So I can actually just flip a switch. Or I think you press one and two player starts together to swap between the two. So I've got Lunar right. Lander on there, but nobody wants to play Lunar Lander. It's horrible. kind of relaxing. That's a horrible game. What's relaxing mm. about running headlong first into a, the ground in your spaceship at 4,000 miles an hour. You're not supposed to thrust down, you're supposed to thrust up. Well, I do, because I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, no. Also, I got two new Konami 36-way, 36-pin to jammer adapters, and also the newest Mass Murder Agenda CD from Henrik over in Stockholm. Thank you, Henrik. Oh, nice. Good CD as well. Listener feedback. First one, speak of the devil. Samuel I. Tuomola. Another great podcast. It was nice to hear from Alex also. You suggested checking out UK VAC regarding game hacking. While I'm not really good at participating in forums, I'm registered there now as STTIC. Stick. About Bagman. You said it should be made playable. After thinking back on what bothered me about it, not sure if you noticed I was fourth in the scores. I haven't really used Twitter, but we'll probably register a game username for future scores. I think it was the sluggish walk, getting stuck in corners, and having to wait for the inevitable doom after being cornered. Though the occasional challenging ladder dismount could also be due to the eight-way joystick I was playing with. Well, I looked into it last night, and after relocating a few Z80 instructions to make space in the ROM, got the player speed up increased. Uh, he left us a short video of the speedrun record, clearing the first screen. And also the... Uh, the file and he says put that in your main pipe and smoke it <laughs> we did i've downloaded this and i needed to add it to my main or misfit main possibly i watched the video as well um and it looks way better and i've played it and it is a lot lot better clever guy 
He also says a natural place for that mod being just a gameplay change would be the cheat XML files for the main cheat plugin. But because of the code relocation, it might be a lengthy one. You'd have to check if that approach works, which would be a lot easier for people to use, I think. Right, yeah. I got some feedback from Blake Brett. Hi, guys. Just wanted to send in a quick message to say I've been listening to your podcast for the last few months now, and it's become one of my favourites. Yay! Although I don't fully understand what some of you and Vic says when he gets all technical, I said enjoy listening to it and hope to join in with the featured game high scores when I can. Went up to our kid club for the first time this weekend and just very briefly got to say hello to Sean before he got whisked away to, whisked away to do his duties. I get whisked a lot. Do Someone just chases me with a whisk. To do your duties. Who it is. <laughs> Saw him later on in the day when he was playing. Sorry, I mean testing some of the machines. I usually help out Craig at revival events. I knew I'd seen him before, you know. Ah, there you go. As I only live a few miles away from the venue. So if you're there next year, come over and say hello. I know I'm still a noob to your listener list, but can I be cheeky and put in a suggestion for the featured game, Tiger Heli? Yeah. That's a tower plan. Write it down, Sean. It? Write it down quick. I'll write it down now. Tiger Hell E. There you go. go. Oh, uh, yes. This used to be one of my favourite arcade games back in the day when I used to go on family holidays down at Dawlish Warren. Oh, in Devon. I'd be, in- I'd be interested in hearing what some of you, uh, some of your other listeners thought of this game. Mm, I think Tiger Halley, Tiger Halley's quite a good one. Any up, Richard Broadhurst's been on. Please congratulate Mr Holly. Better late than never on my behalf. Uh, I used to play Bagman at college as it was the only video game available. Good to I wasn't a great fan. I would have been walking home and spent all my bus money. I love the podcast. It was great to hear Alex back in the mix. I've been playing, playing plus alpha but got to the sweets level and couldn't see a thing. I didn't use any smart bonds on the first level expecting to get four bonuses and I'm very disappointed to get three skulls which give you no bonuses at all. I did manage to plant both secret 5,000 point bonuses but I think that is it for me. Matt Neo MK, evening Vic Sean. Great podcast as always and well done on the Arcade Blog Award. Having recently reached the end of the No Quarter podcast, I was looking for new something new to get my teeth into and your link contained many biscuity gems. Ooh, biscuity Ooh, biscuity gem. gem. Your Odroid Go news was also eye-catching. Great little gifts for folk into retro handhelds. Yeah. Note, the new tiny arcades are out, including Gallagher, Frogger and Dig Dug. Uh-huh, keep, I'll be getting one. Keep up, keep up the good work. Uh, someone called Paul reckons we should check out the NMK game Riot sometime. He reckons it's nuts. Never heard of it. Mm. Uh, we've mm. also had this from Rob Carpenter. Uh, he says, Ta-da, you want Tempe, you got Tempe. You want Atari, you got Atari. Also, shout out to the boys for podcasting right in ears. And he sent us some pictures, this is on Twitter, of these little arcades, uh, these little key rings, which are the coin entries of an arcade machine. So you've got the black outer, and you've got the red bit in the middle of the coin slot. He's actually changing the 10p arcade podcast, and then you've gone and put your stupid face on it with Photoshop, haven't you? I haven't. He did. Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> Get your silly smiley face on it. It's nice, isn't it? They're cool. They're pretty cool keyrings, though, aren't they? Mm, I wonder if we'll yeah. get one of them through the post. That'd be nice. CNP Chris, another top episode. It was great to have Alex back on for a guest appearance. Worked really well with the three of you. Sean's bats a gun joke. No, she saw it written down in Arcade Club. Maybe proper laugh out loud. I can't remember what I said. Something daft. Yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have been. It'd been very clever. Anyway, game watches have been emulated to a small handheld, and an LCD screen would be feasible. Would be great if Nintendo did that in a, an authentic-looking casing. Oh yeah. 
and he's put a little link this is where they are but you need flash and who has flash anymore you can still you can still use flash bagman was just too hard wasn't it but it was nice to get involved in a high score challenge for the first time in ages i picked up an incredibly impressive arcade sd recently Ooh. which had bagman on it i've played one of them it's really good yeah they are. and now i have access to a few more games i can play if i come up when they come up on the 10p score challenge in future get main chris i know you know he doesn't he hasn't had it has he get get a decent main set or even a half decent MAME setup, and then you'll get a at least an approximation of the games we're playing. Yeah, those arcade SDs are nice, but they're quite pricey. Mm. Tagster, our Australian friend, hi guys, or our British friend living in Australia, pardon me. Uh, hi guys, always love the podcast, has been very busy with moving house to get involved in the high score challenge. Cabs are out of the house. Something for the news, maybe. Aussie Kong Off 2 kicks off on November the 10th. Isn't that his and Sean's birthday? It is my birthday as Ooh. well, yeah. I'll be there again this year. I might even drop on the 10pence arcade t-shirt for a few picks. Richie Knuckles will host again at Netherworld in Brisbane. I'm going in ranked 15th with 287,000, which is slightly better than mine. I don't like that. Uh, a top 16, make it through to Sunday, November 11th, head-to-head finals. A couple of guys come from the US, million-point players. See the photos below. Uh, Tags has also made it onto the official poster. Wish I had Charlie Farr's skills. I might live up to the poster. Mm-hmm. Dave Flintster, glad you enjoy, enjoyed Project Cars in VR, Sean, lol. It's not exactly Ridge Racer, is it? <laughs> no, mate. I also spun like a ballerina when I gave it a go at Arcade Club as I had all the assists removed and was playing one of the muddy rally tracks in the rain. Bad luck on, Ac- on your Acon going foot. If you had a hand, if you need a hand, give me a shout. I have two behind me that need some attention too. One, my original A3000 from 91 and an Acorn Risk PC from 93. Oh, and a little freebie for the Game & Watch fans. Download this and pop it into your nearest Game Boy Advance emulators. It was a zip file that you download and it's a a little Game & Watch game. Oh, cool. Nice one. Benson Rad. Another great podcast, chaps. Sorry, been terrible with my feedback of late. Always so busy and rushed off my feet. I was hoping more to have a chinwag at the UK Arcade Club event. It was just so busy, though. It was nice mm. to hear Alex join the gang this time round. Congratulations to Sean on your new job at Arcade Club. Didn't realise that Richard Ashcroft lived in Richmond. Can't believe it. Uh, that I'm not a fan. Uh, a pet's at home, you're not surprised by the joy. I don't know what he's talking about. Uh, <laughs> he's going to go and see him in October in the Kentish Town Forum. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, keep up the good work. Hmm. Will TM, great podcast as always. The story behind Valadon Automation, the Bagman producers, is that they were an industrial automation company, particularly in the field of concrete plants. Oh, ah. if you want a plant, you want it concrete, you don't have to water it at all. Absolutely. Don't look great though. At first, they got involved in making power supplies for a French arcade machines manufacturer, manufacturer, and then decided to get in on the game manufacturing businesses themselves. They released a handful of games in between 1980 and 85, and also distributed a few games from the Spanish developer Itisa. I T I S A. Never heard of them. Itisa. Itisa. Is that an island near? No. Carry on. Okay. They stopped making games in 85, but the company carried on until relatively recently when they were bought out by Vinci Energy. Vinci Energy. You can see a copy of, the, of its old website here. No mention, of, no mention of Lee Bagnard, though. That's it's probably one of the most famous games, surely. Uh, Cine Steve. 
Uh, great podcast as usual, guys. Glad to hear the smooth vocals of Alex making an appearance once again. For the record, the source of those Fantasy 95 picks were from Retro Dave Nintendo and his game elf. He sent them to me and I weirdly thought of Victor. <laughs> yeah, cheers, mate. We had some feedback from Retro Rick from last time. and sorry I missed that. And I've missed it again. I've not put it in. You I've idiot. I've just put missed Retro Rick feedback. I know they haven't put it in. Keep feeling back, Retro Rick. I will not let Sean fail again. I'll put it in the next podcast. You Better m- late than never. You Sorry, Rick. monkey. Sorry, Rick. Shout out. Just forgot to mention Rob Carpenter's boxes from last time. In your the, box. Explain the, the boxes. The lighty up boxes. It's a, it's a deep frame with a marquee and a, a light, uh, a bezel. The marquee lights up. And then there's a game still from the game say track and field or gallagher mm. or whatever and then you switch it on and it lights up like a you, know, you can put it on the wall or whatever and it lights up like the actual game is playing but it freeze frame obviously look lovely as well it's kind of a picture with lights in it <laughs> lighty up picture they look good actually yeah. we saw them on, on twitter yeah really good he's selling them so if we what can we do we can give you his twitter a Twitter account, can't we? Because I, I don't know any other way to get hold of him. Yeah, that's probably the best way, don't you? People just follow him on Twitter and ask for him if they want one. Mm. Also, a shout-out to Buller, because the, his Bagman score, I didn't find it. Uh-oh. It just didn't It just didn't appear. If I, I want to do a, a search, hashtag 10p score, and then a search latest, and they all come up. Ah. And it's the Twitter gremlins. I, if I search now, I still don't see it. And this has happened twice before, I think, with... Neil twenty to five and Chris Mooncrest the bootleg. Ah. But I just don't see the posts. So he pointed me to it and I've put his post into the high score league. Yeah, so, so the, I, the, the score's been noted, don't worry, Buller. So if I haven't liked your score, listeners, in let's say two days, give me a nudge because I might not have seen it. How hard can I nudge you? Not you, listeners. Oh, I was gonna nudge you with a brick. <laughs> James Island Pirate, our crazy friend from Canada, has been at the big Grinkers Arcade in America, the big get-together they have, and managed to snag himself the Tail Gunner world record. Wow. Uh, thanks for his videos and pictures from Grinkers. He keeps sending me these cool pictures. He looks a really cool arcade, Grinkers. Yeah, he did a world record there, and some of the guys who either run it or adjudicate there are actual arcade adjudicators, so it's official. It's done. Never even played Tailgunner, have you? It's a, a vector game. Only in Maine. Yeah, I've not played it. Nice one though. Also, Bobby Idol. Just let me give let's give Bobby one let's give Bobby and James a resonant ping <laughs> for their endeavours. And thank you very much to Bobby Idod for using all his works, sticky tape, cardboard, and bubble wrap when he passed all that black and white television for me. It was nice. the most packaging i've ever seen in on anything i've received it took me about 20 minutes to get it out of the back didn't i send you some that was absolutely brilliantly wrapped what was it you wrap like you wrap like my mother she just wraps everything in tape, like tons of it around there yes you're pretty bad at that <laughs> it was a pcb weren't it what was it probably a pcb i expect one i lent you or whatever mm. also have to shout out for my wife Tory, yes. who has done a new internet venture. This is called Bandana Beagle. You'll find him on Twitter and Instagram. My wife is making a bandana for our daft dog 
every day for a year. She's going to do 365 bandanas for him every day. No. Uh, wow. So find him as Bandana Beagle on Instagram and, and Twitter. And uh, give him some likes and all those kind of things you do on those social networking things. She takes a picture of everyone she makes and puts it on him. And he, he poses in his doggy way with his bandanas on. Mm. It looks cool. cool. At the moment, it's because it's October. It's Halloween-themed. So that's a lot of bandanas. What you could do at the end yes. is stitch them all together and make a duvet. I'll tell her that. She probably could do that, actually. There's a lot of bandanas. Yeah. Or lots and lots and lots of bunting, because they're triangular-shaped anyway. Yeah. Doggy bunting. Mm-hmm. Very good. Best games by year. Our favourite games by the year is getting on. We are on 1994 now. <gasps> and here's some games I noticed. Um, Thousand Miglia. Or Great 1000 Miles Rally by Mechanico. It's a real fun, isometric, angled arcade driver, but it can be played with a joystick as well as a steering wheel, uh, making it more accessible for emulation. Uh, this is the kind of race I actually enjoy, and I think I have about four of these PCBs for some weird reason lying around. I, I like those as well. I think Neo Drift Out... Is it Neo Drift Out 94 is my favourite? They're very similar games. Do you want a PCB? Mm. No, thanks. I'll send you one. They're horizontal. Thanks. They're horizontal. Yeah, my my monitor's horizontal. They're horizontal. I'll send you one. I want to get rid of them. <laughs> Allens versus Peters. Now, this is Aliens versus Predator, but this is a Capcom game. This is basically Final Fight with Allens and Peters. It's miles better than that other rubbish Aliens game we did that time. Oh, it's a good game. The Aliens in this are actually appropriately coloured. They're dark. They're not pink and purple like stupid Konami ones. You need a bit of variety though don't you you don't, you, need, have... you don't need pink wobbly aliens yeah you do no alright Bubble Bubble 2 this is the official follow up Die Taito it's a similar game to the classic Bubble Bubble but with really colourful levels and especially levels in the background and also a pick your own course type of level well I didn't know that Cruising USA is one I noticed well you've added of... one in here I see it in red start of the cruising series like a I think Midway were trying to go for the Outrun vibe. Didn't quite pull it off, but it's a decent game. They're still going, aren't they, the cruising games? Yeah, Cruising Blast. I've I've actually played in a local... The newest one is Cruising Blackburn. Yeah? Yeah, you've got to stop at the takeaway and get your chips and cheese and all that lot. Ooh. Ooh. We're doing a lot of uh, takeaway at the minute because wife's away. Ooh, you bad boy. Mm. Darius Garden. Or Gaiden, probably, uh, from Taito. More fishy shmup fun. Uh, oh, have you have you played Darius Burst DX four player big massive cab? I've played it once or twice. I'm not sure if I played the Burst one. I played the the first one. They've got one at arcade club, haven't they? Yeah, the seat the seat wobbles, and when you get the you know the alarms and whoop whoop, yeah. a big a big floppy jellyfish is approaching. Yeah, it's right atmospheric because you're right in front of the screen. It wobbles good- your bum. Good games. Rock hard. Well, I might yeah, just be getting crap. It, l- it looks amazing on those two screens. He's got like two 50-inch screens next to each other. Yeah. It looks really, really cool. I didn't play it at Arcade. I wish I had, actually. I wanted to play it, but there was quite a lot of people on it all the time. That's probably mm. why I didn't play it, actually. Uh, Elevator Action Returns from Taito as well. A nice update to the original. Mm. Oh, here we go. Who's put this on there? Gunbirdo. 
from Sikio, a Nash no, which is still going somehow in the form of re-releases. They're still releasing the old games as like compilations and stuff on on the newer machines, newer consoles. You like it though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mortal Kombat 3 from Midway. Some people seem to like this crappy Street Fighter 2 knockoff. I'm not sure why. I'm not a Mortal Kombat fan, but, you know, it's got a massive following. Yeah, we've got Point Blank from Namco. Yeah, I didn't put it in because it's a gun game, but it is massively popular, isn't it? Yeah, it's still still going well now. It's still popular. Point Blank 1 and 2 are still popular now. Primal Rage from Atari. I've I've chosen this because it's got monsters in it. Rage. Me and my lad. It's like it's like Street Fighter with T Rexes. Me and my lad had a great time, but he loved this as a little boy. So it's, it's got a bit of a soft spot. Ah. It's not. I don't think the mechanics are that complicated. You know, you just button mash. But it's a great little fighter. Uh, Puzzle Bubble. This is the Taito B system hardware, not the Neo Geo version. The best Puzzle Bubble game? That's why other games are called Puzzle Bubble type games. Mm. Could be. Raiden DX. Now, I really like this one. Saibu Kaihatsu. It's another great Raiden game, which I've yet to play. I've just added it into my main cab on the advanced main setup, and it doesn't work on there. And neither does Raiden 2, but later versions of main play it properly. I can't get it to work on there for some reason. I'm going to have to try a different yeah, ROM do, set, yeah. maybe. I've picked Revolution X from Midway, Why? which is a, bonk, a bonkers gun game, but it featured a band, Aerosmith. Oh, good morning, Mr. Tyler. It's a very weird video game crossover. I don't think it's very good, No, but it's it's memorable. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo from Capcom. This is the start of the speeded up Street Fighter games, which are immensely popular, the Turbo versions. Space Invaders Deluxe from Taito. There's life in the old dog yet. Yeah, this DX is a good version. 16 years after. Yeah. Yeah, after the original. Uh, Tekken from Namco is this year as well. Uh, start of a very popular set of fighting games, which I cannot get into, even though I've tried. They seem very slow and clunky to me, whereas the Street Fighter games seem more exciting. But a sort of spin-off using the same kind of hardware and the same kind of game is the Soul Calibur games. Soul Blade first. And yeah. I, I really like Soul Blade and Soul Calibur games. And they sort of came from Tekken. I think they even used some of the mm. characters, actually. So, yeah, I'm not sure about Tekkens. I've never really been into Tekkens at all. Tekken's got four buttons in it, and Street Fighter has six. Yeah, but there's not so much, like, jumping moves with Tekken. It's all sort of ground combat. I never liked it. It just seemed very dull to me, Tekken. Mm. Virtue Cop from Sega. A nice... Polygon shooter, Virtual Cop 2 is also good on the Dreamcast. Is this with shooty shooty gun game again? It's a light gun game, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> X Men Children of the Atom from Capcom. This is another Street Fighter one on one fighter, not the uh, the brawler, uh, but it's a bit mad and it's got a lot of X Men characters in it. Mm. Now, my pick from some of these games has got to be Puzzle Bubble. It is on a par with Tetris as the best puzzle game ever, with Puyo Puyo sharing the throne made for three. 
it's <laughs> it's one of the cheapest carts you can buy for the Neo Geo MVS as well. If you haven't got if you've got an MVS system and haven't got Puzzle Bubble, you are doing yourself a massive disservice. What is wrong with you? Go and buy it now. I played it a lot. I got well into it. Love Puzzle Bubble. Many years ago, and I got I got quite good at it, and then I stopped playing. My favourite is Gunbird from Sikio. I think because you lent me that PCB that we you then sold to sold to Ross Ross. Yeah. Because it was a PCB, I think you kind of get into it more, don't you? You put more yeah, effort into it. you do, actually. When you've just got one game in there and you turn it on to play that one game, you're not flipping around with different games like a MAME system. So, yeah, you yeah. would do. It's like you're playing Moon Patrol now, aren't you? Because it's the one PCB that goes in there. Yeah. At the moment. <laughs> yeah, also with Puzzle Bubble, I like Puzzle Bubble 1 and 2 a lot, but then when 3 and 4 came out, they sort of overcomplicated them, and there was like funny colours in the background. It was hard to see what was going on. I really, really like three and four, but I do like one and two a lot. Nice. Have you got a quiz for me this week? I have. Yeah, your name? Victor Marland. Your chosen subject? Arcade games. You have, Victor Marland, you have two minutes, 108 seconds to answer as many of these questions as you possibly can. That's wrong, isn't it? 120. Number one, actually, these are yes. quite... I'm trying to make them easier, so you might get an eight or nine out of ten, honestly. Ooh, 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 ooh. Number one, which manufacturer version of the original Space Invaders used the directional buttons? Midway. Yep. I mean, ping is not working probably. Just a minute. Yes. Oh, it's a dead ping. In Street Fighter 2, The World Warrior, what is the name of the wise yogi from India? Dalzim. That's it. Oh, two. According to the site system16.com, how many games were released on the Hyper Neo Geo 64 hardware? Three choices. It's very low. It's five, six, or seven games. Six. Oh, no, seven. Who manufactured the game X Multiply? Irem. Yes. Who designed the Sega game Hang On? Oh, you Suzuki. Yes. Ooh, on fire. Which Exidy game was released first, Spectar or Targ? Oh, Targ. Yes. The Speed Rumbler by Capcom is what type of a game? It's a scrolling, you're in a little car and you scroll around. I'll give you that. The The actual correct phrase is overhead car shooty thing, a bit like Commando in a car, but four-way scrolling car. Snappy answer. I think yours was better. What is the full name of Data East's Chelnov game? Chelnov Atomic Runner. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Do Yong... <laughs> Do Young was a Korean company best known for what type of games? Uh, they did Gun Dealer, so it's like card puzzle games? No. Oh, really? Yeah, shoot 'em ups. Oh, Do Young? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair enough. No, for shoot 'em ups. Not to a, worry. Give myself a part for that. 1989 Bosconian sequel Blast Off came out on which Namco hardware system? Right, you've got three choices System 1, System 2, or System 22. Two. No, one! Oh, and it wasn't 22, that's too late. 
And the bonus oh, no, just question. A minute. I'll, I'll give myself a ping. I should give myself a. <laughs> bonus question is why, Vic? Why? Because. Yes. Brilliant. So you got eight out of eleven, then. Yes, that's a good score. That's best ever, isn't it? Well done. Yeah, I tried to make them easier. I'll make you some easy ones next time. They're too hard. Sean, sure, what is your middle name? Um, pass. <laughs> Featured game review. And this is the featured game review, and this is Plus Alpha. It was my pick, and Jalico made it in 1989. This is generally an unknown vertical shmup with very cute graphics and very challenging gameplay. Brackets hard. Mm. As with most vertical shoot-em-ups, it's controlled with an eight-way joystick with one button for fire and a second button to drop bombs from a limited stock. It uses two 68,000 CPUs. Now... It's a very standard shoot vertical shmup. Fly up the screen, shooting everything that moves or fires at you. Uh, grab power-ups from certain slain baddies, along with point bonuses in the shape of fruit and hidden bonuses you unearth at certain points on the screen. More bombs can also be found and added to your stock. At the end of the levels, if you have any bombs left, you use them as currency of sorts to play the present game. With you pressing your buttons to stop the spinning tiles to uncover a three-part picture. If all parts match the picture, you get handy bonuses, such as weapon power-ups, etc. I didn't now, know that. I didn't know it was based on your power-ups left. Yeah, if you've got any left at the end, if you haven't used all your bombs to smash a, a baddie up, you get um, different. You get the different presents. Mm. But if you hit the three skulls, you lose all your chances, and you get back into the game. So, to talk about the levels of this game, it's got different levels obviously and it's three four five six seven levels and the first level is called wind colony make your own jokes up this is a normal sort of flying over ground terrain windmills trees etc lots of small enemies shooting at you some ground-based guns too a few medium-sized baddies turn up usually come in twos some of these which buy dive bomb down at the screen at you Boss at the end is a big moving castle with a bunch of different kind of gun emplacements on it, all firing distinctive patterns of shots at you. I found getting the middle ones first helps defeat this idiot. Throughout all the levels, you will see a large enemy flapping around with a bunch of baby enemies following it. Shoot these and they all turn into fruit bonuses and the larger one will transform into weapon bonus depicted by a letter. The letters change every few seconds, more of those later. Now the next level is Sea Colony. Now, you did... Wind Colony, okay, Sean? What about Sea yeah. Colony? You managed to do that one? Yeah. This is obviously flying over water, with odd swimming cat-head enemies that have a cute heart tattoo on their faces. They're floating islands and floofy clouds hide the cats, so watch out for them. You'll see a medium-sized enemy, probably their mum, coming to give you grief for shooting her kittens right in face. <laughs> Mama Cat bobs in and out of the water, and she you know she means business because she's got a skull tattoo on her face. Watch out for the twin squids on this level. They flop quickly from behind you on both sides, firing gunk at you. Kill them off quick. The boss is David the Hermit Crab. He's really quick and checks out a ton of bullets while coming on and disappearing off the screen. Do you manage to duff up Dave the Hermit Crab? Yeah. Good. Flower Town. This level is full of flowers or fluas on the ground and has petals floating across the screen, making the game hard to see what is going on and what has been thrown at you. Mostly you can just stay still while enemy craft flight you in waves shooting. Just step up the way when necessary. The busy background doesn't stay on the screen for that long, so just brave it out. Horrible mecha spiders join in later and fire fanned out lasers at you. Then a buzzy bee jerk fires out a large amount of deadly firepower at you while lunging down the screen. 
When you've braved all the flower backgrounds, petals and rain, you get to the buzzy, bossy boots. A large bee colony with two smaller bee colonies firing bees at you. Ah! I'm covered in bees! Ah! Covered in bees! Knock out all the hexagonal bee doors to kill it off. Did you manage that one? No. Neither did I. No. Right, this is for the expert players then. Snow country. Can you guess what's going to make up this level, Sean? A bit of snow. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. No, cheese. It looks like you'll be flying over a snow-covered castle with snowmen and ice sculptures decorating it. And gun emplacements and deadly flying enemies. <laughs> a mini set of bosses turn up at mid-level from behind, not leaving you much room to manoeuvre past them. The swirl, they swirl, join, and basically fire at you a lot. You get the boss-eyed water cats in the sea part you fly over again, but bizarrely, the end-level boss is a dragon in a fiery pit on a snow level, lobbing fire with fiery clouds. Smash it right up. No, we didn't do that level either. I, w- no. I watched a lot of these on YouTube, actually, the levels. Uh, sand City is the next level. Sand, lots of sand, but it ain't no pleasure beat, Sean. Nice oh. mountainous terrain and a good use of cacti on the ground. The flying baddies are the same as from the previous levels, with a few additions, like the turretless tank-firing idiots and some rather nasty brown bomber planes that throw a shed load of bombs at your way. Not leaving much room to squeeze by, so it's quite a lot of the area the screen used up on this. A bunch of these shoved together at the end of the level. The scrolling speeds up and the massive bomber ship is the boss. Probably the the brown bomber airplane's hard-ass uncle or something, I don't know. Knock out the guns and rotors to send this thing face-first into the ground. In your face, brown plane. Now the next one's a bit of an odd one. Dark Sodom. Dark Sodom. Well, uh, <laughs> these places have properly taken a bleak turn. Looks like you're in some sort of kind of hellish land. Stone skeletons on the ground, and you're attacked by odd-looking crucifix craft. Big black balls full of eyeballs, and some not-so-scary tubby purple blobs. The level seems long and tough, but the boss looks anything but scary and tough. A bunch of icy blue clouds with smiley faces? They move around in patterns across the screen, firing loads of bullets at you. Then they change patterns to fire along straight lasers. When you hit them, they turn red until they get a grimace face on, and then they stay red until all eight of them get the grimace on, and then they die in the most, in the most unspectacular explosion ever. It's rubbish. Um. Now, the last level is called Eden. Perhaps the opposite in layout of Dark Sodom. It's lovely, lush green landscape with stone columns and beautiful purple river. Probably filled with Ribena. But Mm. this lovely land is full of enemies and a few horrible tanks. Mini Krabby sneak up from behind you, full of vengeance for level 2 boss who you made into crab salad. Fly (laughs) a bit further up towards a splendid castle and you get more vengeful foes in the shape of some mini bee bosses buzzing the place up again. I also noticed pentagrams on the lawn in this level too, so there's obviously something bad gone on in Eden. The boss at the end trundles under you and then back up to show you how big he is. A two screens full tank come wheelie baddie boss thing. Loads of defences to knock out, but the sweet nutsack spot is the large dome at the back stroke centre. It glows blue just before firing a thick laser, so concentrate on that and get out of the way of it when it flashes blue. Don't worry about the other stuff. When you complete the game, (laughs) when you complete the game, you are treated to a peaceful village scene and the two-player characters are at rest near their spacecraft. Upscroll the game designers and programmers and you get a picture of the two char- girl characters, Celia and Rumi. It stays on the screen for a bit and then you dump back into Flower Town to do more loops. 
I'm not sure why Flower Town. I missed that the first, first two levels. Probably because Flower Town's quite difficult. Don't know. Now, the power-up letters we talked about earlier, you've got P, which is your normal weapon. Uh, J is a wobbly green laser orbs. And you've got H, which is the arrow laser, which come out the back of you and fire forwards, so you can get stuff behind you with those. So these are just the side bullets, aren't they? Your forward bullets, Yeah. you, you power up by getting the little white diamond things, don't you? Is that That's how you I do it? I thought it was just getting the same colour, the same letters. If you keep getting P's, you get more of a fan-shaped bullets coming out of you. I think I think you can only upgrade that once or twice, and it's done that P. I've, I thought the eighties were the best. Ah, right. A lot of people on YouTube actually completed the game only use the P letters because right. it's a wider shot. You can get stuff right across the screen with it. But I was I was only getting the the main weapon. I was only seeing that upgrade when I got the little white diamond shaped things. Oh, really? Yeah, and, and getting I'm the not getting sure. the, J, the getting white... the J's would up, up, upgrade, you know, the the side weapons that f- flew off from the side of you. Because on the flyer, it's all in Japanese. It's the only flyer I can find. It's on the website. It shows the diamonds, but it's in Japanese what they do, and it's got a big L as well. And also, you can get a one-player icon that comes up. I've never seen it. Not seen it yet. I have. I have. have you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you cheating get. So yeah, that that's. That's the weapon power. There's not many weapons. And when you get the weapons, it sort of makes them stronger. But only it doesn't make them massive. That's the thing. And I don't mm. think you lose them when you die either. You do. You go, oh. you go down at least a couple of ranks. I think. Ooh, that's not so good. Uh, as I said earlier, the people on, on YouTube playing who are actually completing the game without cheating use the spread shot and max it out with the P power-ups. It's, I reckon it's easily the best weapon. And also the bomb you get with that, because you've got a bomb button as well, is like a, a circle of destruction weapon. Whereas the other ones, you get a, a line that goes across the screen and up, taking out everything with it. And there's another one, which has got a, quite, quite a thick laser, and it fires for quite a little while until it stops and just move it around and get stuff. But the one with the great big circle of destruction, that's easy to knock out big bosses. Yeah, you, but... D- how do you change them? I, I have no idea. I think no the idea. P has the the round destruction. The J has the great big long laser, and I think the H has got the smaller laser that keeps going. I think that's how it works. And someone yes. also told us mm-hmm. you can get a laser that goes right out in front of you, a rounded laser, but I've not seen that. It's a different weapon. I think, I think that's the L, isn't it? And also I found, when I was playing the game, when I reset it with F3 on MAME and then played the game again... I started with a different weapon. So I'm not sure if there's, a, if there's a secret. If you hold a direction or a button when you start the game, it starts with a different kind of laser. Right. I did notice that, which is a bit weird. Unless it was just called resetting the game, I don't know. Another secret or in this game is don't get shot in face to death. Don't do that. No. Uh, don't be obsessed with grabbing the bonuses when enemies are on screen. So when you kill off the, the mommy baddie with the little baddies and it leaves you a weapon don't go and get it straight away clear everything out of the way first before you go and get it because it can also be a downfall getting those weapons yeah that's the same with every sort of uh, shooter game isn't it really mm. but these do stay on the screen for quite a while though don't they yeah any other tips you can think of it's it's just a shooter isn't it yeah it's a good one but it's just a shooter it's the same as most other shooters really isn't it 
I, I really like the graphics, as we'll talk about. I think the, the mm. graphics were nice, and the presentation was a bit different. It was like a a movie kind of thing, as 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 the the title the, screen says, doesn't it? It's got like a yeah, movie scroll scroll with the credits and it says alpha plus alpha dramatic company or something yeah then you get all these people that have done each part of the level which is which is a nice touch yeah i and thought that it was quite a, original graphics yeah yeah lovely colorful sprites and really nicely drawn backgrounds extra colorful throughout the whole game even in the dark sodom area uh, musical scores are way above average with speedy dramatic bosses music when the bosses come out and here are some some of the tunes Couldn't find any cabinet art, nothing, not even a marquee. So this must have just been a PCB kit. Maybe I don't know if it even had a kit, just a PCB maybe. Mm. It's, it's nineteen. What was it? Nineteen eighty nine. This game. Yeah, there must be a story behind the game. There somewhere. must be something. Yeah, I've never seen anything to do with it. And there's a little bit of trivia on this because it's quite a rare and unknown game, but. This is one story I'm going to tell one last time. I'm sure I've told it before. One last time. I bought an original PCB of this for £5. <laughs> when I lived in Weymouth, I came across an old XX arcade operator. Actually, he was still operating an arcade. But he said, oh, I got in contact with him and said, have you got any stuff to sell? He said, I've got some PCBs. And I looked through them and there was a load of PCBs I wanted. And it took me ages and ages to get round to him to actually sell them. He had to do it by the book. So he had to, you know, get invoices and stuff, and, and the business. He had to know the business was. He sold the things. And it went through the correct and paid tax and what sort of stuff. So I kept calling him, and it took months and months to get there. But I got load of stuff, and this was one of the PCBs in the hall I got, and it was five pound. All the PCBs were five pound each. So I got CPS two full boards. I got a. Uh, I think I got a flying shark PCB. It didn't work. I got my. Three Wonders PCB from there, which is a Capcom original. It's loads of really good boards in there I've got. And I also got um, a Mega Play, which is the Mega Drive version of the Megatech. And mm. that had Sonic on it, so I sold that later on. But this one I particularly liked, and I really liked it. But when you played the first level, it did it played absolutely perfectly. But on the second level, the graphics were all corrupt. So even when you played, when you watched it play through the levels on the attract mode... It played the first level okay, and then like the second and third and fourth levels it was showing you were actually all corrupt. So it wasn't working properly. And at the time, I was on Jammer Plus back then, the forum, and at the time, someone on there, and I will name him, is a guy called Anks from Bolton. I don't know what his real name was. That was his username. He, he came on there because I think I had um, I'd broken my Tetris board 
I actually did something wrong to it. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm learning how to fix these things, you know, sent to me. I'll fix it for you if you like. And I said, oh, cheers, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay you for it or whatever. And he, he's fixed it of sorts and, and sent it back. I said, oh, no, no charge. Don't worry. I said, well, actually, if you want to earn some money, I've got some boards that need sorting. He said, okay, send them to me. We'll see what we can do. I, you know, I won't charge you much. I went, Thank you very much. Brilliant. So I sent him a bootleg 1943, which I wasn't worried about, which I got, I think, for free off something else. I sent him the Plus Alpha original, and I also sent him uh, a Flying Shark original Turplan game, Turplan mm. Taito game. And basically, he stole them off me. He never fixed them, never sent them back. Even though I, I left him a few months to fix them and sort of sent polite messages, have you fixed the things yet? Can you do them? If you can't, just send them back. I'll pay the postage. And he kept giving me excuse after excuse after excuse, and then he disappeared. And someone, I can't remember who it was now, who lives near near Bolton, he actually said, he went to his house, I knew his address, obviously, because I sent him the boards there. He went there, and he lives above a pool hall there, or it used to be there. And yeah. he said, he looked in the window, and he saw some jammer cabs in there. I bet you can probably guess where my, my boards went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I never got them back. So, uh, f*** you, Anks. <laughs> now, the other PCBs, um, I wasn't, well... Flying Shark nowadays is quite an expensive PCB, but the 1943 bootleg wasn't worth anything. But the Plus Alpha was the only original of that game I've ever seen. And I bought a bootleg of it recently, thinking it was an original, but I didn't care. It was it was only a bootleg. It wasn't very much money. But it came from um, uh, someone who works for a very disreputable firm in this country that sells arcade machines. I won't say who it is or what company it is, but the board came with... Bits hanging off of it. The sound didn't work. He didn't want to give me a refund on it or anything, even though I sort of asked him if he could. Yeah, so I got done over on that one as well. But I think, I think I've had it fixed recently. I haven't seen it for a while. I think a really good fixing guy has got it and he's fixed it for me. So hopefully I will, because I do like this game a lot and I will play it a bit more. Uh, ports and sequels and the legacy of this game, there isn't. Never seen a sequel to it, never heard about it since. What a shame. Such a great little game. Hold on. There was a sequel on Japanese mobile phones only. It was called Plus Beta. Can you think of anything that the game needs to make it any better? Yeah. What's that? I started off really liking it, but the 10 pence effect kicked in. Oh, no. No. And now I just think it's an average shooter. The... the great graphics and presentation there's some a little bit a little bit off center about it, a little bit different about the graphics and the presentation of the game i quite like it and uh, the the weapon system is just confusing i don't know what's happening there the really? power system yeah well you don't know I, I think i've worked it out but i think the the white diamonds give you the forward power but i, I never knew which which power up I was going to do when when you press the B button? I didn't know which one it was, and one of them slow to slow to a, sort of a, you know a go, yeah. <laughs> slow to kick off. I didn't I didn't think the power ups were very good. Uh, I thought a bad slowdown in places. There's no you need a speed up. Someone mentioned you need a speed up. No, I, like the, I ship, like the pace of the game. I don't like it too quick. Yeah, I mean speed up on the ship. Yeah, I don't like them when they're too quick. And the ship handling just wasn't tight. Didn't feel slick. I thought it was all right. Didn't th- I think there's a lot better when you when you put it up against something as polished as say, say strike 
Strikers 45-3. Oh, come on. That's a <laughs> it horrible just, game. It just pales into insignificance. Yeah, that's where we differ. I'm correct and you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, you, you like the sort of more technical shooters, the more complicated shooters. No, I, I, don't. I like the easier ones. You know, I'm sort of 1942 and this kind of game and, you know, Exodexes, that sort of easy old school shooters, not too much going on, not too much shooting at you all the time, but still challenging. And I think that's what it's this game a, is. This is, I thought this was really hard. I didn't, it is I didn't a hard game. A I think it is quite difficult, this one. I should have played it more, but I just. Didn't get around to it. I don't know where the time's going at the minute. Yeah, well. It's like that new horrible boss of yours. <laughs> Working your fingers to the bone. Uh, so let's do the scores then. There's quite a few people played this, and quite a lot. I don't think anyone disliked it. Apart from a few. A few. Idiots. Few. Idiots. So the first one is Phil Horse. Uh, 121,100. As good as Phil, I think he's only just played this once. Neil twenty to five one thirty eight thousand token effort this week. No time to play. Oh, Mister Airship one hundred forty nine thousand six hundred. Uh, first time I've entered a score. Might not get another. Blast if the muscles in my shooting arm don't recover by next week. It's the sneaky blighters that hide under stuff that always get me. Excellent podcast. Thank you, Mister yeah. Airship. Andrew Driver one hundred fifty one eight hundred. Not too sure what's going on here. Me either. Just shoot stuff in face. Rob Carpenter, one hundred sixty three thousand dead. Arcade eyes, arcade hand, arcade finger, and arcade toes clenching feet with arcade anger. A mighty sticker needed for this pew pew em up. He says he's copyrighting that one. Oh, we've already stolen it. Pew pew em up. Pew yeah. pew em up. Anna Horse, one hundred sixty eight nine hundred. He is Jimmy. We, I am Jimmy. We are Jimmy. 175,100 some weird end bonus level popped up matching three segments of a picture couldn't work out what to do so look forward to find out what I should have had done in podcast just press the buttons and hopefully they match up yeah there's no skill to that is it's too quick just I, I, just I, I noticed if you strum the buttons track and field it was working better but that's just in my mind yeah I was trying all sorts mm. anyway Benny Benassi did, 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 did. 176 100 <laughs> Look enough. This is a seriously good game. First attempts here. Bonus level a bit unfair, but a nice cute em up. Absolutely. Uh, Steve Horse, 177,100. Steve Tyke, 185,400. Tried continuing to see how far I'd progress. I'd be maxing out at about 300k, so I gave up and downloaded Super Bagman. He has guns, bombs, and pickaxes and all sorts. That's more like it. Oh no. Sal Buglirisi, 192,700. Kind of cute game, but way too many annoyances. Plus, I suck in general at suits. So the best I could get was 192,700. Buller, 192,900. Struggling to think, think of any redeeming features for this week's pick. What? It's not particularly cute. Power ups are uh, shit, and the slowdown is a pain in the ass. I didn't notice any slowdown in the game. People were moaning yeah. about it. It must have been the, their version of MAME. Level three. Oh, really? Mm. Mm, maybe, maybe. A lot on the screen, though. Mm. Uh, Aaron Clark, 198,600. New viewer, as Clark here. Got this on my third go, then got worse the more I played. Found the music infectious, but the game was so difficult, wife kept telling me off of getting sweary. Hey, good hit, Aaron. Ian Cullen, 249,900. Uh, Richard Broadhurst, 272,500. Michael Wartman. Vortman, is it? Vortman. I believe so. 
Yeah, 273. Managed to get to the flower level once and lost all remaining lives in a row. Didn't see a thing because of all the colours, but all in all, a fun game. I liked it. Chris Plus Plus, 280,600. A very pretty wallpaper game. I'm usually not into these avoid-the-dots shooting galleries with forced scrolling, like you are, but this was fun for a while. I'd imagine it's too easy for Sean, given his penchant for games that mere humans find impossible. No, I don't think I did. I didn't. I didn't play it enough, that's the thing. Mm. Anyway, Stacy King, 288-600, struggling with a slowdown and some dodgy deaths, still not sure about any of the power-ups. <laughs> they are confusing. What's Trollnad's TDF? T- TDF means that damnable fiend. Oh, I see. Trollnad's as the damnable fiend. 293,200, only submission from this time. Don't like it, don't like it. That's, that's how he wrote it. Don't like it. Rob Llewellyn, 297-700. Nice verti shooter, this plus alpha. I'll be spending more time on it. My brain doesn't like level three. All those flower colours. Uh, me, 315,200. I, I got a feeling I got more, but I couldn't find the picture of it. But I was about around 300,000-ish, not much more than that. Chris... Moon, crest the bootleg, 336-300. Does the original board suffer from slowdown as well? Seem to get it quite a bit in MAME. Did anyone else get the big long stream of balls type gun? I got it on two games in a row, never saw it again. It was an L power-up, I think. Yeah, it is, and ah, I never got it. I've never, never seen that it. one. No. Mm. Uh, Tactical Giles, 345,300. A fairly decent shooter. Probably would have enjoyed it more without the slowdown. Or well, this can help at times. It looks like it should be a Mega Drive game. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Mm. Garen from RGDS. Thanks for playing, mate. 42500. A good little vertical shooter at this one. Some of the graphics impacted some of the gameplay level 3, for instance. Decent choice of power-ups. This made me dislike bees more than Dodon Patchy. Do you know what? The, the colourful level on level 3 doesn't bother me. I can get through that one without without trouble until the end. I think it gets difficult at the end. But the first bit where it's really colourful and there's loads of stuff moving on the screen doesn't bother me. No, a bit easy. Yeah, I'm not. Because you just get them, them whatever they are, them bees or moths that coming at you at diagonals, don't you? Yeah. And they're quite easy to destroy. Bill Wellham, 430,600. Good game, good game. Cute Factor 7, Shoot Factor 7, Arcade Hand Factor 9. I had some luck with the bonus matching thing, and I st- stuck to one weapon and built it to max power. That's how you do it, Bill. Mm. Me next, 469-200. In your face, Mr. Mark. Mm. In your face. In your face. Mickey or Will? 477,600. Tough game. Managed to get to Snow World. Mm. Sean Horse, 506,300. Well Is this done. a new horse? New horse. Is it a lady horse or a man horse? I don't Sean. know, but it's a flipping good score, Sean. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Mark Happy Dude, 547,500. This game lulls you into a sense of, sense, a sense of false <laughs> security with its cutesy tunes and pretty colours, but even with slow bullets coming at you, it's no easy game. Plus, it's now official I'm not keen on bees anymore. Brian Haribo, the tasty, tasty taste of Haribo. 549-700. Nope, there's something wrong with this. The way your ship homes in on enemy bullets. Shooting cute stuff that's smiling, that's smiling at you messes up your brain, harumph. Don't fly into the bullets then, silly. Ben Granville, 559,200. Can I so, do this one? 
Can you do soul, please? Yeah, so, 574,800. Really missing a speed-up bonus, this, in it? It is. Matthew Bridge, 668-100. I prefer shmups a little less cutesy, but I have enjoyed it. Ed Horse, King of the Horses. 669,500. Cute them up, lots of colours, two men in a flower level, a few secrets and figuring out the power-ups. After this cut-off point, Ed and Sean Horse have been playing and I think Ed's got 880-odd thousand Ooh, wow. carried on. And Sean's on 700, something like that. Well so done, you two. They're brilliant scores. Yeah, but it was after the cut-off, so they've been very... Very diplomatic, not diplomatic, fair, and not put them scores on. Nice one. Uh, Paul Higgins, 671,300. Finally got past the beehive boss. Wish it had at least one speed pickup. All round, not a bad shmup. Mm. Matt Neo MKs, he's a good shooting up player. He is. 772,900. Incinerated by the volcano fiery beast, end of level four. Nice vertical shooter with some cute touches and a few hidden secrets. Grow your bulbs on level one. There's other things you do. I think you fly up the screen and fly over them, and then by the time they've come down the screen, they've hatched or grown or whatever, and then you can collect them. I noticed someone playing on YouTube who finished a game. They were doing that and then and then wafting their aircraft, sort of moving it left and right over the things to make them grow, and then you get the 5,000-point bonuses each. But they, they pop up out the ground, different bonuses. They're all mm. over the place if you can find them. Then he's put catchy sound with graphics reminding me of Fantasy Zone. Yep. Slow down can help at times. We'll return to this one. Yeah, it's, the game sort of reminds me of Fantasy Zone. Also, Bells and Whistles. That's a yeah. similar game to this, but I'm not too keen mm. on Bells and Whistles. No. Uh, and King of the Schmuppers, as usual, Charlie Farr, 1,350,300 points. He got just over a million points more than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lovely graphics are a bit too colourful at times finding the game quite generic controls are a bit laggy again maybe emulation issues duff alpha don't like it level 5 slowdown is dire but he still managed it still managed to mop us up like a moppy thing on the floor it's got to be close to 1cc then isn't it 1.3 million uh, I don't think so I think there's a few levels after that he probably got to level 6 or something like that don't know. Mm. But it'd be nice if you just do it just to top it off just just nip it in the bud just finish it off so yeah um, no improvements for me I like the game I like it a lot and I will keep on playing it even though I can only get to about level 3 if I could, could do level 3 I'd be really happy yeah I got to that bit a couple of times and I got killed and then ran out of time I, I do think the difficulty level ramps very quickly it would be nicer if it was a more gradual ramp yeah the, the name's quite weird plus alpha it's very there's got to be some crazy japanese story behind this yeah because you play the two characters i'm, I'm not sure if it's a, is it two players on screen at once the two-player version i didn't even try because we never try this do we we never do it no. i think it might be but there's two girls in it as mm. I said, uh, whatever the names are, again, I can't remember the names. And maybe there's something to do with that. But it's another cute thing I like about it, I really like to do the graphics. When you first start, you've got a little plump aeroplane. It's like a little spodgy pink aeroplane. And it rolls into position when you start the game. It doesn't fly and it rolls in. Yeah. Which I really like that. It's a yeah, it's quite thing. cute, isn't it? It's nice. Yeah, um, I wasn't so keen in the end. I don't think I'll be no. playing it again because there's lots more. I'm going to make you play it. Better shooters, I feel. 
Oh yeah, of course there is. There is, but I think it's a really nice one. And because I sort of found it by accident when I first got that board, I was really pleased with it because it's a nice little game and it's really rare. So mm. hard to find. There's one flyer. That's all I found on the internet about it. Not a lot at all. It's good, but it's no spatter. Mm, I could agree with you. Spatter is a good little game and very <laughs> cute. It's a good game. Yeah, I'm going to have to get back on that, I think. Why not we have to get back on to? Next show's game. And it's a listener pick. And yes. it's going to be from Luz. Yeah, Lewis mentioned this a while ago, and I've had a, I, I didn't even know what it was. I've had a quick 10 minutes on I've it. I've heard about it. I've heard the game before, but not think I've played it. And it's kind of a platformy, shoot 'em uppy thing, and it's on the same hardware as Flicky and Spatter. Oh, so it's going to be cute then. It's got that kind of look. Mm-hmm. Right, it's called Teddy Boy Blues. Yep. It's a platform shoot 'em up from what I've just I've had a quick look at. Sega. Seeger, yeah, you get three lives, mm-hmm. bonus lives at 100,000 and 400,000. Difficulty is easy. These are all defaults on everything I've checked. Okay. On advanced main, final burn alpha, standard main on my cab. They all seem to be the same. Have you been They're, playing on that other of yours in the, in the, in the kitchen? It, you can't get... It's, it's quite nice to watch, but you can't really play much. Mm. So Put stuff in it, yeah. And the, the ROM is Teddy, T-E-D-D-Y-B-B. And kids, 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 kids. When you switch it on, it comes up IC check, and you think it's crashed. And I was pressing F3 to reset it, thinking, you know, that sometimes clears these games in MAME. But you just leave it, and then it runs through the boot-up sequence. It's it's a slow start-up sequence. You think it's not going to work, but it's like 30 seconds, I'd say, before it starts. Is that like you in the morning? Oh, no, I'm I'm up like like a whippet, like a whippet that's been shot at <laughs> anyway uh, submit your scores on Twitter with hash 10p score or on Facebook as a comment in, or on the podcast or send us an email shout us to in the street anything just get your scores to us please and we'll put them on our score thingy and we will talk to you in two weeks time thanks for listening bye bye thanks for listening kids goodbye you can download or play the podcast read all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10 and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 